Hey, this is Shamina. This is the Two Quick Things podcast. Thanks for coming back for another week. I wanted to spend a little bit of time talking a slight more in depth about the idea and the reality of trauma. I know I mentioned a little bit about it last week in one of my personal experiences. So I wanted to do a little bit of reading kind of all over the place. I was on Psychology Today. I was on mindbodygreen.com, a Medium, a bunch of different places. So there isn't one particular source that I was reading. But what I was gathering was that our body can store trauma in different ways. And so sometimes when we, and by sometimes, I mean, oftentimes when we go through some sort of a traumatic event, be it trauma with a big T or trauma with a little T, our body can store and register that. And we don't always do a good job of releasing that trauma. And trauma doesn't have to mean like you saw somebody get shot, you got shot yourself, or that you saw like something major happened or something major happened to you. It can be something that is quote unquote minor and still be impactful to your mental health and your mental wellness. So I don't want people to think like, well, I haven't been through anything big. Well, a breakup is traumatic. Losing a job is traumatic. Choosing to leave a job that no longer serves you or is toxic in some way can be traumatic. So I want to make sure that I emphasize that it doesn't have to be something really grand and big for it to matter. If it impacts you and it impacts your mental health and well-being, it is a form of trauma. So don't downplay or try not to downplay it for yourself, even as other people around you may say, oh, that's not a big deal or you should be stronger than that. Um, the shoulds can go right to hell, just to be honest with you, because it's, it's your life, it's your body, it's your spirit that is responding to those things. But some, some of what I gathered when I was reading is that when we experience a traumatic event, no matter how large or how small it may be to us or other people, our body registers that and it kind of imprints on our brains and on our muscles and our body as shrapnel. So think of, I was about to be like, think if you, if you got shot with a buckshot, but I've never had that experience. Thankfully, I hope you haven't either. But when you see, you hear about it, that there's all these little beads that, that spread through a uh, specific place of where the wound happened. And so think of your body when you experience some sort of trauma, something releases in your brain and in your body, and it kind of imprints as shrapnel. So you have all of this, these little pieces that are not connected to each other, just living in your body. Let me also put a quick disclaimer. I am not a doctor. I am not a scientist. I just am trying to translate this in a way that makes sense for me. And hopefully it makes sense for you, but do your own Googles, like get out there and do your research. Google is free. But if you think of it as like shrapnel, it's all over our body. So we sometimes have the physical manifestations of trauma left over after, well after an experience happens to us. And there are different ways that that shows up for us. Sometimes you may be extra tired after, a, you know, a while after a traumatic event. And you're like, why am I so tired? I thought I was over with that. I thought I healed from that. I talked to three people and, you know, talked it through. I made amends with whoever somebody made amends with me and I'm, I feel fine. But that doesn't mean that your body has healed from that trauma. 
And sometimes we are not in the best position to heal ourselves from said trauma. And I'm not saying always, you can't always heal yourself, but sometimes you can if you you do the quote unquote work, you and the work is talking it out. The the work could be feeling the feelings and owning that. The work could be making amends. Sometimes the work is going to therapy to figure out why am I feeling so impacted by this and I thought I was over it. Or it's going to a doctor to, to realize that I am sick and I don't know why. Or maybe my immune system is currently shot and I've been feeling, you know, bad or ill for X amount of time. Some of that may be because you are still holding on to that trauma that is there. And so there's two things that I discovered when I discovered, made, made myself aware of whatever, is that one of the ways that I release trauma is when I work out. So there are times when I can think about, and it's almost always when I'm by myself, because I can just let go and ugly cry or whatever if I'm by myself. <clears throat> it doesn't make it good or bad because I don't do it in front of other people. But when I'm running, sometimes I will get into such a space, and usually I'm listening to a podcast or music, and I will get into a really deep space and just like really be focused on my breath and like the tears will be coming out and I won't know where that's from. And as I was reading in all these different areas, it says sometimes our bodies release the trauma in a variety of different ways. And I, for me, one of the ways is I've discovered that I will release things while I am working out, specifically while I am running. And I think that's one of the reasons why I, I'm so consistent with it because I feel the trauma and whatever pain is leaving my body during that experience. And so that is one way that for me, the, the whole cycle of running and working out and being uh, and treating my body well is a way for me to release some of that trauma. Another way may be going to therapy and actually talking to somebody about the trauma. Um, and for all the people who say, pray it away, God, I've said this before. I will say it again. I will always say this. God made the profession of therapy, psychotherapy, psychiatrists, etc., for a reason. It is to help us realize that we are not alone in this and we don't always have the tools to be able to unpack our trauma, our pain, whatever is going by ourselves. And we are not designed to do that. So, um, so that was the one thing uh, around the running piece. And I also realized I have been kind of on and off sick for the last few weeks. And I think, uh, again, I'm no doctor, I'm no scientist, <clears throat> nor am I a therapist. But I think that some of this, I'm, I'm carrying some of this um, trauma, pain, difficult situation with me physically. And so that's why I can't shake this like, slightly runny nose, you know, every six to eight hours, like it just seems to appear. Um, and I realize that's because I'm still holding on to it. So I haven't figured out a way yet to um, process and move that through my body. But I just thought that was an interesting thought around trauma and how we hold it in our body. And sometimes it leaves a physical imprint of um, pain and um, difficulty on us and our memory stores it. And it can, if we don't attend to it, it can change the way that our brain thinks and functions. But if we do work and engaging in the work to talk about it, to make amends, to allow your body to physically release and push that out, then we're not going to be able to really heal from that in a, in a productive way. Like we'll kind of quote unquote get over it and we may not think about it, but sometimes it's the small little things that trigger us to 
relive that trauma either in big ways or small ways because we haven't dealt with it yet. So that's that was a lesson for myself in thinking about how I deal and respond to things and that I don't always have to be the strong person who's like, I'm fine, you know, and on the inside, I'm like a mess and crying, which is not often the case. But sometimes I'm like, I'm not fine. And no, I don't want to talk about it with you person who just asked me because you just happen to see me emotional. So something to think about. Um, hopefully that gives you a little bit of thought that because if you have recently experienced something, you may be feeling the physical manifestations of that. So let your body feel it and move through that space. I will always recommend talking to a trained clinician, licensed clinical social worker, marriage family therapist, MFT, um, a psychiatrist, a psychologist, a therapist, a counselor, um, to try to work through some of that trauma so that you can find ways to manage and let it go. Um, and I don't mean let it go like callously or haphazardly, but to let it release yourself from that feeling of trauma, or at least to get some coping skills to be able to manage, acknowledge, and figure out to do with that trauma or with that pain. So that was a little bit more than a few uh, a few moments, but I, I hope that hits somebody um, and you start to think about what you're doing with your trauma. The next one I want to, again, try to briefly talk about is... Um, there are too many of us out here, I'm realizing I do this to myself, where we sow seeds of doubt about ourselves, and we really need to cut it out. Um, that's, the, that's the short of it. But we are sowing seeds of doubt by saying like, well, if I do this, and then we undercut what I'm saying, but if it doesn't go well, then I'll do X, Y, and Z. Well, how about you just do it? And deal with the outcome of that. And I'm saying this as a person who thinks of like, the five different alternatives of this, of if this thing does not work out. But I think we've got to start betting on ourselves. There are certain people in our lives, um, in society that bet on themselves constantly. And based on how poorly they do at things, they should have no strength or no nothing in terms of betting on themselves, yet they do it. So what if we stopped, you know, undercutting ourselves and sowing these seeds of doubt and not going for the job, not reaching out to, you know, for that relationship and seeing if it's, if there's something there, not tending to the friendship that you want to nurture, not like shooting your shot and trying to make a friend, not seeking out that mentorship because we think the other person is not here for it, or we think we're not worthy of it. And we have sowed the seed of doubt in our minds so deeply and we keep watering it that the doubt will continue to grow and then you'll be out here mad because you're not doing the thing that you said you wanted to do um, and I'm not saying disappointment is easy disappointment it can be so difficult to manage and if you're listening to this podcast you have literally survived everything that has tried to take you down since birth you have survived it. It may be ugly. You still may be in it, but you have survived it. So what would happen if we started to really start to bet on ourselves and believe in ourselves, shoot the shot, do the cold email to find the mentorship? Let me tell you a quick story. So when I first started at my current organization, and I may have told this story, but it's worth telling again because who Jesus when I first started, I was like, I, I talked to my CEO and I said, you know, What's going to be really important for me is to be, uh, hopefully you can connect me to other black women who are in the nonprofit space. I don't need them to be the heads of their, their organizations or even directors. I just need to try to find and establish a community of women who look like me. Because I realized I didn't have to try to establish that in education because it was all around me. 
we weren't having deep dive conversations around diversity, equity, and inclusion, even though it seems like low key last week, I may have talked a little bit of shit about it. I told y'all I believe in it and I will show up for that conversation every time. But this instance was different because I wasn't seeing that in my organization. And it was hard for me to picture that being feeling like a fish out of water, even though I took the risk, I didn't sow the seed of doubt. I shoot, I went ahead and shot my shot, if that makes sense. And I was in the, I was in the room and I was being invited to the table. Um, and I didn't have a community around me that I feel like I could talk to and be like, girl, like we black. So I remember being like, can you connect me? And my CEO connected me to three people, all fantastic. One of them is sticking right now in terms of like, it's feeling like a good solid connection. And if, if, if she's listening to this, Hey girl. But I remember being like, I have to reach out and do this for myself. I can sit here and very easily be um, captured in this. Like, I don't want to reach out because I don't want to make it seem like I don't have it together or that I'm a, I'm, and actually I feel like a fish out of water. And so I did the like connect via email. And then I was like, Hey, I immediately responded and got on people's calendars and just kind of let them pour into me. Um, cause I had, I so used to pouring into other people and I still do that. And I still love doing that, but this was a time where I needed to be poured into cause my cup was running so low. It wasn't even funny, but each of those experiences with those women reminded me. And I still think about them each very vividly of like not doubting myself and watering growth in myself and remembering that I have a voice that matters and that the things that I say matter. Um, and people will listen to me. Um, number one, because I'm a black space in the room and I'm the newest. So I have um, some flexibility of saying the thing that no one else is saying, even though people can say that, you know, it's different when you're new to an environment because you can be like, Oh, I didn't, I didn't even realize that we didn't do that. So we might want to think about doing that. Um, and as I hit my one, almost hit my one year anniversary at this organization, I'm not going to stop playing the new card because there's some things that I'm called to say. I'm in that space for a reason and to be able to say those things. Um, but I'm going to encourage you and invite you to sow seeds of growth, sow seeds of confidence in, in your work and in yourself. And it starts with you and people will start to see that. You know how I said last week that people will question how you're so confident? It's because you're watering the seed of growth. You're watering the seed of development because you've decided to stop watering the seed of doubt because too many of us are sowing that damaging, piss poor seed and we really need to start betting on ourselves and sowing the seed. <laughs> I was going to say sowing the seed of self um, into our work, into our relationships, our friendships, what we give back to society, what we give to our families and our households. Um, that's all I have on that. But really, let's 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 start betting on ourselves. What is the thing that you're going to bet on yourself for the next week, the next two weeks? So think about this. How am I going to bet on myself? Because you're the only person that, you know, at the end of the day, if you bet on yourself, you're going to win. Because if you lose, quote unquote, lose, you're going to learn. So this is only going to help you be better in the long run. But those seeds of doubt will take you down. They will take you down quickly. They will have you questioning everything you ever said, everything you ever did, every interaction that you have. And really for no, no reason, no reason at, the, at all. 
but people want you to sow seeds of doubt. People will try to ask you questions and try to point, point stuff out to you or point stuff out publicly to water that doubt in you. And your job and your responsibility amongst the many other jobs and responsibilities you have is to not let that person's water tend to your doubt. That is what your job is. Because you don't always have, I have a witty comeback for everything. I don't always want to, but I have it for everything. And I don't always say it because it's gotten me in trouble before. But sometimes you just have to listen and be like, thank you. And then when you don't have something, as they try to plant the seed of doubt in you and water the doubt, sometimes you just have to let them be over there watering something, a seed that's not even there. They could be trying to water the seed and you're like, that's not where my seed is. And that's okay. Let them go ahead and try to water that because at the end of the day, their bucket will be empty while you are over here with a full bucket, uh, watering seeds of growth and development and confidence. Hello. Um, so that's all I got for you this week. Hopefully that was a word for somebody. You got something and you are going to bet on yourself and start watering seeds of growth, development and confidence in yourself and shooting your shot and knowing that there is never a loss for you. There is only, only learning if you do not win and you will win. I can't tell you how I can't tell you when, but you will. I can guarantee that much. So Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Two Quick Things. You can find me on Instagram under Two Quick Things. I think it may be Two Quick Things or Two Quick Things Podcast. It's the thing that comes up. You can listen to me on Apple Pl- Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, SoundCloud. If you're listening now, you've already found me. Thanks for coming back. Share it with your friends. Uh, feel free to slide in my DMs, and I will... I always say I'm going to see y'all next week. This is a podcast. I can't see you. I will talk to y'all next week. Take care.